Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Denise Brown, your host of Your Caregiving Journey, a talk show that helps you as you help family members and friends. It's the last Sunday of the month, so it's our call-in show. And joining me today is Chris McClellan. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, Denise. Good. To, it's always fun for the last Sunday of the month. So today we're going to talk about gratitude. So we'd love to hear from you. So feel free to give us a call. Our number is 646 6524944. We're live for the next 30 minutes, so feel free to give us a call during those 30 minutes. Again, our phone number is 646-652-4944. Give us a call, share gratitude, and tell us how your Thanksgiving was. So, Chris, how was your Thanksgiving? Well, my Thanksgiving was terrific. Um, new friends and and seeing some family over the weekend in St. Louis as well. Everything was just was just wonderful. How about for you, Denise? Yeah, it went pretty well. My parents, my younger sister and her family and I celebrated. We didn't cook. You know what I should say? I didn't cook. I ordered, well, my my mom <laughs> suggested that we order food from a local grocery store, which is what we did. So I picked up the dinner. It was fully cooked when I picked it up on Wednesday so I just had to reheat it on Thursday so that was nice my sister made a couple additional sides that we had so it was kind of a quiet Thanksgiving but it was still nice it was still nice and my parents were happy with how it worked out and and we do better when there's young people around us and so my sister has three teenagers so that always helps they are shiny they are shiny Yes, they are shiny objects that are huge distractions for us so that we don't focus on things that will make us crazy. So, for instance, with my mom, it's hard for her during the holidays because we don't all get together, and sometimes she has a tendency to focus on that. So if there's young people around, she'll focus on them, and it'll keep her mind off of the other stuff. You know, I guess I wanted to ask you, how many nieces and nephews do you have? Uh, Just eight. So my older sister has three. One of my brothers has two. And then my sister, who's younger, has two are 17. She got that all done at one setting. She did. She did. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) she did. (laughs) So, um, and they run cross country, these triplets do. And so yesterday was a cross-country qualifying meet and the two boys ran and so now they're going to they qualified so now they're going to run in San Diego for a national cross-country meet and my sister my brother-in-law my niece and I are going to go we just figured out today it's a once in a life time opportunity they're going to run in Balboa Park which is right by the San Diego Zoo and so we thought oh my gosh how many times do you get to go to a cross uh-huh. yeah, cross country meet that you actually know <laughs> the kids who are running right there in San Diego. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go. That's something to be grateful for. Yeah, I'm grateful for my mileage that I can use to book my flight so I don't have to pay for my flight. And we're gonna just all share a hotel room 
We're just going <laughs> to go as cheaply as we can. So we're sharing a room, the four of us, and then we'll just have some fun. And I think there's someone holding for you, Chris. You might want to run into the screening room. I'm going to try to get in. I've been having a little, you know, I'm, technology is not my thing. But um, let me see if I can hop over there again, okay? Okay. And if I, if I get... Okay, and you can... You can if you want me to do it, I can. You can talk about your yeah. Thanksgiving, and I'll run into the screening room. Yeah, run into the screening room because I I'm, I I can't see it on my end for whatever reason, but um, I can tell the listeners a little bit of what I did over Thanksgiving, and I I ended up um, visiting with um, three uh, three of my four sisters, which was uh, was fun in St. Louis. Uh, you know, when you're when you're living in different cities. Sometimes you don't get a chance to be uh, holidays with uh, with your family, and this fortunately this uh, this Thanksgiving I, I was able to see my my brother who was was in town from Michigan, and uh, three of my sisters who live in St. Louis because it's his first time being back in the Midwest for Thanksgiving in a few years. I bring my heavy coat from Florida, but it's been okay. Yeah, we have not had really cold weather, but it's been overcast and a little misty. So it does feel like November dreary. And we have our National Caregiving Conference that is um, coming up in less than a week. It is only Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Really five days. I had to count on my fingers. Five <laughs> days away. So Friday afternoon, the conference. The conference kicks off with our pre-conference intensives. And Chris, you have one of our pre-conference intensives. What are you going to talk about on Thursday afternoon or Friday uh, afternoon? I'm, Friday afternoon, I am going to be talking about um, LGBT certification training, especially as it relates to caregivers. And uh, what we're going to go through in our training is just a we're going to do some basic um, information about uh, the LGBT community terms that uh, most professionals should be familiar with. But then we're going to do some role-playing as well, uh, situations that, uh, that come up for LGBT caregivers that may be unusual for a sense if you're not uh, culturally sensitive. And, you know, for instance, I, I, I had a, a person approach me just the other day who was a hospital worker, and he, she said that, um, you know, we, we need to train our staff about um, uh, about same-sex couples, and can you give me an idea what uh, what an issue would be? And I said, well, for instance, somebody that greets you at the front door or the front desk, and they and it's a uh, a woman who's asking to see their wife. Uh, you know, it's it's monitoring those facial expressions. Uh, it's 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 some of these things that. Uh, that often go a little bit unnoticed, but we do need to be sensitive, sensitive, sensitive easy for me to say, sensitively uh, <laughs> concerned about, uh, about how you react to some of those questions that you don't normally maybe get on an everyday basis. So it's, uh, it's going to be informative. There'll be some role playing, but it, uh, it's also going to, I, I try to make the, the intensive fun uh, where people can participate and with real life experiences. So who would you consider to be the perfect attendee for your pre-conference intensive? Oh, that's an excellent uh, question. I, I would, 
I, I think that it's it's two pronged. I, I I do think uh, uh, you know well, while I I believe social workers are pretty well uh, in tune to the issues. I, I I think it's a I think managers would be uh, or whether it's home health care managers or hospital administrators, people who deal with uh, employees on the front lines, um, people who take phone calls for their business. For instance, um, the same-sex couple was calling and they wanted to know if, uh, if, your, if their company was uh, certified in LGBT competency, cultural competency, how to handle those types of calls so that that potential client can feel comfortable in, um, in hiring their services. Because that, uh, that's really what it's all about. People especially when it's home-based, people want to know, well, anybody wants to know whether they're LGBT or, or, or not. They want to know that the people that are coming into their home are trained and certified and, and sensitive to their own particular needs. So I think it's about creating awareness and uh, hopefully through, uh, you know, through my personal experience that I can share and the great, um, I have, I have four, uh, different examples that uh, that caregivers would face, uh, both family caregivers and, you know, even professional caregivers from home health care agencies could face when going into a same-sex couple's home. That uh, uh, it, it allows them to be more aware of what the surroundings are so that they can serve the clients better. So I guess I guess I just I did get a little confused. So the presentation is to help family caregivers or is it to help individuals who might work with family caregivers who are gay? It's a little it actually it's going to be a little bit of both. So um okay. it, it, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of both. You know, we're we're certainly focusing on the needs of the family caregiver because that's what the conference is is certainly all about. But uh, we want to, we want to, we want the family caregiver to be comfortable in asking the questions that they need to ask to, uh, uh, if they're reaching outside for help uh, in the home. But we also want those agencies who are serving the clients to be aware of what their needs are as well. So it's kind of two pronged. Gotcha. Sounds good. Sounds good. So um, what made you decide to give this, to create this as a a workshop for the conference? Well, a lot of this has come out of, and a lot of this has come out of personal experience. And uh, for those of, for those of our listeners who don't uh, know, uh, you know, our personal story, when, um, when my partner Richard first went into uh, the hospital, uh, he was approached, we were both in the emergency room and he was approached by the, the medical professionals and um, I was pretty much ignored. Yet being the family caregiver, I was the one who had the most information that was going to be helpful for them uh, in helping him be diagnosed properly. And then the next day as we traveled down to uh, for a radiation treatment, um, I was questioned about why my presence was was there. This is a uh, you know e- this is often the case when same-sex couples 
uh, go into situations, so go into uh, professional settings that uh, uh, that are not um, where, where people are not trained to to accept that there could be a same-sex couples together in a professional setting. So this experience, um, the training that I have become involved in is, is because of my own personal experience and how to help both the family caregiver advocate uh, for their uh, carry and for the professionals to understand that there, you know, there are some sensitivity issues that, that they need to be aware of uh, as well. Sounds good. Sounds good. So what are you looking forward to at the conference? Oh, goodness. Um, I am looking forward to connecting with this vast network of folks that that we've connected with over the years from caregiving.com and meeting new friends. And uh, goodness, the, um, the terrific vendors that are going to be there. I'm also excited about uh, <laughs> the technology. And uh, and this might this is not going to surprise you. I'm really looking forward to Bruce McIntyre's uh, uh, opening speech, uh, opening keynote. Uh, for those of you who do not know Bruce, um, I, I I've come to know him and have him. I've had a few conversations with him as well, but he's just one awesome person. And I, I just know that his message is going to resonate for the day. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to, hearing, uh, to hearing Bruce in his keynote address. Yeah, it should be terrific. It should be terrific. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be really a fun, a, fun, a fun day and a half. And we've got our dine around on Saturday evening and then forever. Whoever is staying into Sunday, we've got some casual get-togethers. We can go downtown. We can go shopping. I think it's. I think it's going to be great. And joining in the chat, us in the chat room is Andrew. And yeah, and Andrew is doing our closing session. And he's going to sing us a couple songs. He's going to sing a, a song that he writes about the conference, and then we're going to do a sing-along. And we're still working through what that sing-along will be. And so I just wrote to Andrew and I asked him how his Thanksgiving was. He's mm -hmm. in Boulder. And so he said it was the first time he was away from family during Thanksgiving. And so he had a Friendsgiving instead and it was vegetarian. So two new great I like experiences. That. I like so Andrew, that. A Friendsgiving. That. It's great to see you. Yeah. 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 I, I, and Did you try anything new for Thanksgiving? Me, myself, I I tried cooking a yeah, new version new of my dishes. pineapple upside a new version of my pineapple upside down cake. So that was my that was my new tradition that I and it worked out well and I think I've got a new recipe that I'll be sharing every Thanksgiving from here on out. Do you want to hear my secret? Sure. About five minutes before the cake is finished, I take the extra juice from the uh, from the pineapple and spread it on top of the cake and let it soak into the cake. Bake it another five, 10 minutes and you've got a, a little bit more moist cake with a pineapple, uh, with a pineapple taste to it. So it was, I was, I was bold and trying something new to people I had not had dinner with before on Thanksgiving, but it all worked out just fine. Yeah. And how did it feel to be, 
with new friends for Thanksgiving this year? It felt good, Denise, because um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly grateful for my past experiences with um, uh, you know, an 11-year relationship with Richard. And now, two and a half years past his passing, I I found the courage to step outside of my comfort zone and and uh, and look for and, and start maybe a new relationship and meeting new friends through that relationship and and um, you know it it reminds us about living in the moment and uh, so it's been it's been terrific and then to get to see my sisters at the same time this weekend I'm very thankful for uh, for this Thanksgiving especially because it's it's bringing a, a new day ahead. Yeah, definitely. There's always a beginning. There's always a new be- beginning, and we have to appreciate that the ending, which seems like truly is the finale, mm-hmm. is really only just the next step toward a beginning. Very, very well said, and I think we... Um, you know, as caregivers, sometimes we might, you know, forget that, that, uh, you know, there's, as we've talked many times, there's a two common aspects to caregiving. There's a beginning and end. And oftentimes we're not prepared for either one of those life changing events. But, um, I, um, I isolated for so long and now I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm coming out of my shell and I'm very grateful for, people like yourself and uh, all these all these family caregivers who just are continuously there in support and when it's your time to to rebloom again it does happen we just have to do it in our own time appreciating that we don't want to waste time i guess right oh goodness very well said yeah uh, but when you're in the middle of it, you don't think of it. But when you have a moment to step back and and something good does happen, you look back and you say, "Oh goodness, how did I let all that happen?" But it's it's okay because you you we do it in our own time, and we can move on. So here's a very bizarre, completely off. <laughs> Off-target question, and that is, do you believe that we are, in essence, reincarnated after death? Do we ever have other lives other than the life that we're living right now? Wow. Um, I do believe that in some form, yes. Uh, not in the not in the form that we know now, but I do believe I do believe that there is uh, uh, there is life uh, in some form. What that is, I I, know I, I always kind of go back to my my sister Mary, who um, who um, recounts uh, about the death of her uh, first child way back in the seventies. And she goes back and and visits uh, her son's Eric uh, gravesite every year, and invariably a yellow butterfly appears when she's at that gravesite. 
And for her, that's, that's a meaning of a new life. And I've always, uh, I've always admired her for having the courage to share that. And, um, and I, I, I kind of believe that too, that, uh, you know, life does life, our life does continue on. It just, I think it's just in a different form. So I guess the reason I ask this question is because it is the Hallmark Christmas movie extravaganza. It begins in Thanksgiving, early November, continues through end of December. And so I watch these Hallmark Christmas movies, and there's always something that happens. Someone dies but has to go back to heaven and earn their wings. Someone dies and isn't completely dead and has to go back to earth and help someone in need. And so it's always switching lives, dying but not really dying. It's very interesting. I don't know why they pick these themes, but it's always the same theme, which has gotten me to think, do we do we have more than one life? And mm-hmm. what do we bring from our previous life into this life if we did have previous lives? Which well, you makes know, me the, think, what do I want to do now that I would that I would bring right. in, into my next life? Exactly. You know, the the uh, if I delve into my theology seminary training, I mean, the professors would be saying, "Oh, there's no such thing as life." you know, life on earth again, it's all, you know, but, um, I, I do believe life, I can't explain it, but I, I do believe life does, um, that love does continue on in some form. Um, I, I, you know, I feel, I sense presence of, uh, people that have gone before me from time to time. And, um, 99% of the time that's been a good that's been a good experience. So, you know, but what do we take with us? You know, what what, you what know, do we take with us? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I've been thinking about this week. What do I want to bring with me to my next life or how do I want this set the stage for success in my next life? And just last week, I kind of had an interesting experience. You know how they talk sometimes about perfume, meaning that someone has visited who might wear mm-hmm. a certain perfume. And there was this really interesting perfume smell in my house. And it was a cinnamon perfume, which I don't have. So I had been thinking, who was visiting me that wore a cinnamon perfume? which I can't figure out who it was. Maybe I didn't know them. It's okay. It's okay if mm-hmm. strangers wants, wants to come to visit me. Sure. But it's interesting to think about that we we are never necessarily alone, right? And that right. I like to think of the angels as comforting us and being around us and guiding us and encouraging us to keep the faith, to keep trucking, so to speak, to keep Those yellow butterflies. Yeah, I'm a big believer in angels. So, Chris, uh, what are you grateful for? You know, I'm grateful for a couple of things this this Thanksgiving that um, that I can recognize that I can live life again fully, and I'm grateful for all the people like yourself who've who've stuck behind me in in uh, in difficult times and. I'm very grateful for that, and I uh, and I thank you personally for 
for your support because we're you know there's a lot been a lot of dark days after caregiving ends and people like yourself have always been there to encourage and now it's my turn to to uh, do the same for those who experience who experience loss so I'm very grateful for people sticking with me Yeah, I think that is so important that we feel that we do have that support that continues because oftentimes during that time of loss, it's even worse when you feel like you've lost support too. Right. It's that continuity of support that can really be incredibly helpful. Yeah, very much so. And you, you, I think it's important to remember that we're all not naive. We all go through something like this, but we also sometimes forget to remember to reach out and ask for help. And uh, we, we talk about that in the midst of caregiving about reaching out and asking for help. But uh, the same is true after caregiving ends. Um, Sometimes you just have to reach out and, and be just as vulnerable and, um, uh, but it does take time. It happens in your own time. But that's what you know, that's what this whole community is about, is about. It's it's a wonderful community to be a part of, whether you're in the midst of caregiving or you're on the other side of caregiving. And that uh, it's a very very gratifying experience. The whole network of family caregivers. So, what are your wishes for this holiday season, Chris? Oh, goodness. Um, my wishes for this holiday season uh, it specifically relates to one of my sisters who is, uh, who is experiencing um, uh, early stage of uh, memory loss. It's, uh, it's becoming more prevalent uh, as the, uh, the weeks and months go on. And she's, she is aware of it after our conversation this weekend and, I'm I'm just wishful and hopeful that uh, her family comes back together and supports her as a family rather than as a as an as individuals and I'm I'm hoping that happens here in 2017. Yeah, that's a beautiful wish. So I'll add my wish to your wish. I do hope that happens. It's, yeah, that was, it's uh, tough when the family fractures. It is. And you see it. And, um, you know, I'll be 60 next year, which means she'll, she'll be 78. And, um, you know, her kids are as old as I am. So uh, hopefully they'll all put differences aside and come together to take care of, her mo- take care of their mother. If, if not, her five siblings are going to do it, and that's going to be okay, too. Yeah, I think, you know, we can only wish that everybody feels they've done their best. Yes. And when people can't do their best, it does make it hard for everybody. So we do wish that everybody can find what it, what they need in order to be able to do their best. Right. 
And what's, what's your wish going into 2017? You've got a number of things going on with your parents, and you're doing a, such a wonderful job with them and then caring for everybody on caregiving.com. How about, how about Denise? How are we going to take care of Denise? So, um, I, I hope the conference goes okay. Liz, who's one of our moderators and who's on the steering committee, just sent me an email about a mistake I made. So I hope that we could get through the mistakes that I've made. Oh gosh. We just have to keep going. We just have to keep walking during the conference. Whatever happens, we just got to keep going. So I think life will look a little different to me on December 5th. It's a bit stressful for me right now. Yeah. We just got to keep walking. We just got to keep walking. (laughs) Well, you you have done yeoman service. For our listeners who would like to be in So for our listeners who'd like to be in touch, what's your website address? It's uh, thebowtieguy.com or the old faithful, uh, thepurplejacket.com. Thank you so much, Chris. I hope all your wishes come true. Thank you, Denise, for being with you. And thanks, Andrew, so much for joining us in the chat room. It was great to connect and to see you. And we look forward to seeing you in person in just a few days. And thanks, everybody, so much for listening. I'm Denise Brown. Be sure to stop by caregiving.com. Let us know how you're doing because we really do love to know. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.